The Sample Axis, administered by Boyga Nelson. Yeah, let me try that. Welcome back to Sample Access. This is a special episode with uh, your happy boys, Nelson and Buiga. And yeah, episode 36 feels good. Uh, this episode is a tribute to the late Larry Fasasi, one of the icons of pioneering the new Nigerian music from the late 90s. So Sound Sultan is one of the pioneers of this new Nigerian wave from the late 90s. Of course, when you talk about Plantation Boys, talk about Sound Sultan, LD the Dawn, these were the OGs before IG. But then, uh, 2021, month of June or July. July, month of July, Sound Sultan passed after a brief illness i can't pronounce the name of the sickness he was by the way welcome nelson to so it's been a while we, we can't even do this right anymore no no i mean like i think it's because we have no like we said that in the last episode and it's happening again but like we're back right now we are back to giving you stuff basically this is kind of like a very solemn episode sort of because you know we're kind of like paying we're not kind of we're actually paying tribute to the man the main man himself um god rest his soul Alarewaju Abduganu Fasasi, uh, popularly known as Sound Sultan. And I like to call him Music Man because um, he's one of those people that actually embody like the whole music thing in Nigeria. And um, there's a lot of um, things we can actually talk about, but we'll get into that in due time. It's actually really cool to be back, you know. And uh, it's really sad, you know, I have to talk about somebody that I have a loving for in terms of music and what he does. And talking about him in this light. So, but it's all good. Like we would say, or the older ones would say, every time, every day, every second is a celebration of life. Yeah, most definitely. So we take this opportunity. So basically what we're doing right now is not, we're not just talking about him as someone that has passed. We're talking about him as a legend, talking about him as a family man, talking about him as a great friend, Yeah. talking about him as a music person, and talking about him as one of the very, very, very few, and I say this, one of the very minute, that till the very end, believed in the country Nigeria. Yeah, yeah. There's and so everything ma- I'd embodied. There are so many things to say about him. I mean, you have mentioned just about five to six things that he represented. One thing that you probably missed out unconsciously is the fact that he helped a lot of people in the industry. He was a great collaborator. Yes. He was barely in any scandal. Yes, he may have had some kind of hiatus, but he, Which is understandable with the way the music course, industry goes. He always came back. I remember the 2006 episode with Pushmit. That album is titled Out of the Box or SS4. I yeah. think SS4. SS4 came out in 2008, but Pushmit was already out before that well, time. It was already big. So yeah, we'll get into the details of the albums and the songs that he made. You know, the much that we can say about that. But you were talking about the grief that we always feel when people pass. And every moment that we have is grace yeah glorious actually and to make the best of it right i mean speaking of making the best of it only a few people in nigerian music 
from 1990 have eight albums. Yeah. Only a few of them. I think we can count maybe 50. Of course, there may be more, but apart from Owambe music where you go to a live show and you call this an album, yeah. going to the studio to make studio albums. To work stuff. Not many people To sit down and write music. Eight, eight albums in 20 years. So yeah, this is graceful. Yeah. This is amazing. But of course, it's also sad because he died at 44. Yes, because, he you know. Longer. Yeah. He could have done a lot more. He could have enjoyed more of the works that he was doing. He was a great actor, great musician, great performer. Great, great actor. Comedian. I need to say that a great actor because that man was, he wasn't in a lot of films or a lot of series. I remember like the recent one, Papa Benji, where he would act like um, he's the English man in the film. It was actually really cool. And um, to see that he's such a great person in all he did in his time right here on earth and one of the things that people actually talk about the most is the fact that he's very humble and um that's something that people always look at and say this is quite great this is quite awesome and um Larry Fasasi is a phenomenon that's the word phenomenon a great person an outlier in the industry when you think about it outlier in the sense that he's one of the few that would you know say I would do this and he would actually do it in terms of, you know, coming back. I remember the time where he went on a high house for a while and people didn't cheer from him, you know, people like, I mean, I mean, people are obviously his, his family and every other person would have heard from him, but like the music, the crowd, they didn't know that he could actually come back. And he did. He did in the most glorious way. And that was something that was really, really cool because I think, I don't know whether the high house happened twice, but I know that after he went for a while, he came back with Oli, and Oli was big. And then he went for a short while again. And the next song we heard was Natural Something. I remember, I have memories. I know you have a list already, Wega, uh, that has like all the couple of songs. And all these particular songs, I can tell you for sure, which is quite crazy because you don't even realize that you have a connect to mm. all the songs. But I have a connect to every single one of them. Yeah. Like I would legit tell you a story that embo- like that explains the feeling that is attached. I, I like the fact that I also have sounds or town stories. I mean, one day on the streets of Adoikiti, I was just, uh, if anybody knows Dalimo, I was just randomly thinking, I may have heard about his new album on radio or somewhere, but I just wanted, you know, this roadside CD sellers. Yeah. I was like, do you have sounds or town? Or I think I just approached <coughs> them to buy it because at some point I was just buying Nigerian CDs. I bought Burner Boy Life album, to see African Festival album, and then I was just in in Ado, and I was like, let me just buy something with my, you know, one fifty. Yeah, yeah, right. One fifty, really. Uh, well, there's one skit by Sam Sultan, by the way, where he says, "Fourteen era, where in the city, like he was, yeah. he, he always does skits." Yeah, the yeah. Album. The intro like, of most of his albums, yeah, were always like skits related. Yeah. So he was like, yeah. "Fourteen era, and this was CD era where." The artist will sell to Alaba 40 naira and then Alaba distributes it's for like 100 naira. 100 naira, and then before it gets to places like Ekiti, you are buying 150 or 24250. I mean, yeah, this <laughs> music has come a long All way, right. right? Yeah, yeah, it has actually. So that day, I bought me, my mouth, and I. So that's like the only um Sound Sultan album that I really bought. But of course, I have stories of Sound Sultan from Jack Bajanti's era. This was 2001. I can't exactly remember. I was very young watching TV, AIT and channels television. Um, you would watch whatever was playing on TV and Jagbajantis was major. By the way, do you people speak Pidgin English? That's how we converse for something like that. So that video was always on TV. So many stories about Sound Sultan's music. Uh, I have a long list, but... Just before we get to the long list, I think I should say this. We're doing this because a friend of the show reminded or requested 
that we do something like this. So, of course, uh, Ayo Amoloja, who is a friend of mine and a friend of the podcast, requested that, you know, this was in the heat or in the moment when the news broke that Sound Sultan had passed. He requested that it would be nice, it would be good if we did uh, a Sound Sultan tribute episode which is why we're doing this. Of course, may not be sample related, not necessarily sample related, but yeah. we would do this as our own contribution to the documentation of the life and times of the late Larry Fasasi Sound Sultan. Um, I, I there's one of the things I always remember whenever I think about um Sound Sultan, the different memories really. Uh, I think the very first one I had was Jaguar Johnson's. I think I don't I can't remember my age at the time. Maybe three. Yeah, I guess three or four. Five, three, five, six, four. Whatever. Yeah, sort of. But I was smart enough to understand what was going on. Playing on TV. Yeah, playing on TV. And then I saw it and it was really, you know, it was it was quite nice. I I remember seeing him so cheerful, yeah. so happy. You know, I could feel, you know, there's one thing that you say about like seeing stuff on TV. When you see somebody doing something, you can actually feel how they feel yeah. from what you see. Yeah. And I saw it and it was really, really cool. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is really nice. Mm. And then I got to I got to learn the song, and I I don't know whether I'm allowed to, but I would really like to go through all the stories of how I got in tune with every of the songs. That means we're going past one hour here. I hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. But I'm going to start. You know, I'm going to do one. You could do one as well. Okay. So that we just go like back and forth like that. Um, that song I remember it was it was in the night I I listened to that song for the very first time. One of those few nights where my parents let me stay up for a while. You know, yeah, I was four or five, so you guys can understand hmm. he wants to watch cartoon or he wants to watch TV and all and then you know Jagajantis comes up and I was like it was really cool I remember being excited going to bed and I'm like oh this, this is actually a jam you know I think one thing that glued everybody to, to that song that was made the, everybody like the song was yeah. the relatability yeah it was so yeah mass, yeah and it was uh, so cool and I, you know it was it was, there was, it was something heard of at the time yeah he was the teacher remember the teacher and then the children that were actually uh, thug life yeah. kind of you know like you know they were very very you yeah, know, welcome yeah. to Jaguar Jantis High School yeah and it was really cool and you yeah. know it was, it was really out of the box really yeah. and that's also the name of one of his albums I guess one of his albums. albums that's <laughs> I think that's the album that yeah, had yeah, the yeah. 2001 yeah it's that's spelled it. K-P-E-S like six E's and <laughs> one W it's pronounced basically so it's like kiss my teeth yeah kiss my teeth or something like that that's what people will say now nice stuff so and you think about um, out of the box that I said one of his albums and uh 2016. Mm. Before, we, before we go that far, 2001. That was the first album, right? Yeah. Titled. I mean, that's the, that's the title. Yeah, that's the title. But I mean, then, it is what it is. Sultan had been hustling. Yeah, music apparently, hustling. Apparently, apparently, from 1997, he was already kind of like known in the industry. I don't know the story there. so well, but it, there was the story about him and his brother. Yeah, Babadi. Babadi was already around before that time. Yeah. Babadi was already doing a lot of things at the time. I know Babadi is actually quite big in stage production. Yeah. And, you know, and like anybody that's in Nigeria that knows stage and all that, mm. he's actually, mm. he knows his stuff. When I mean stage production, I mean the entire thing, like film, theater, everything on that yeah. level. He was actually doing his thing. Like even growing up, I got to know more about Babadi. Wow. Like, you know, it's like somewhere that people like reference. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, something mm. like that or something yeah, like man. that. Because I was always around, growing up, I was always around the theater. People. Uh, around a lot. Yeah, so everybody would say one or two things. Yeah, yeah. So, like, even even though I didn't know, it took me a while to actually know that Babadi was Larry Fasasi's elder brother. And he but I just heard him, I heard the name up. a lot. One thing, uh, the story the story between 1997 or 96 and 2000 or before the Jaguar 
which pretty much blew up. Yeah. If you were playing on radio in 2001, I mean, I don't think when mathematics was at, at its height, I don't think there were up to 10 songs that were doing that well. Maybe My, my Car, uh, Tony Tetwila was yeah. there. And I'm uh, very sure Shakomo was, still, because Shakomo came in. Mathematics was pushed, major. Stood into 2000. So we could call that blow up. Yeah, I mean, this it was, was blow up, blow up. Blow up. Blow up, blow up. Because like I remember up. at the time, people would play, even though I kind of have like a strong memory, mm. but I know I would see that song every day on TV. I mean, he was playing shows. Yeah. There is a story about him bringing up P-Square yeah. to have their, maybe they wanted... I think there's a recording of that show. I'm not very sure about this, but I remember there was one time, um, I think in 2004, 2005, I was watching um, Music Africa mm. and they brought up, the, you know, this that time Music Africa, they would do a short, maybe one to five minutes of short docus mm. of okay yeah things have happened like you know in the past four or five years and I remember this song this is weird but I remember it was after VIPs that song mm. came on this short docu and I saw if I collect correctly I saw Sam Sultan on the denim jean jacket up and down I saw Peace Square somewhere in the background Sam Sultan was boogieing down yeah. if you understand what I'm saying yeah. like I don't know what they were singing but yeah. he was really boogieing down yeah. and it was in a slow-mo mm. so he could actually like picture the song that was being played yeah. but like he gave that idea of these guys were really having fun so, so when people say that Peace Square were like brought in yeah. the on the stage goes, it makes he sense. had a show or he was on tour I don't really know the details and he was like let Peace Square do a performance before I get on my own set yeah so, like an opening act something like that yeah. not necessarily clear but that shows This was a blow up in 2000. Yeah, it was, it was. So that's an OG status. Yeah, OG basically. Uh, around that time, of course, we mentioned folks who were who were around as well. Um, the Remedies, Plantation yeah. Boys, LD The Don. Plantation Boys were big at the time. LD uh, Don, Tribesmen, you know, they were, they were actually well, yeah, so, well uh, to do at the time. about them. So 2001, yeah. Jaco Jansis was everywhere. The next time we would hear from him would be the album Textbook. How much do we know about that? Yeah, um, Textbook. Uh, textbook was one of those albums that actually, he did okay. Biggest song on it? Um, When when I think about Textbook, what do I think? Um, I'm trying to think of the beginning of Textbook. I don't know whether it's the intro of Textbook. It's different from SS4. Yeah, 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 it is actually. There's this correlation. There's one. The, if you check, the names of the albums are quite different from the names that you have on YouTube and Wikipedia. Okay. So like, you don't know, but like, I'm very sure of Bushmeet only was an album. I'm very sure of SS4 as an album. Back to the Future was an album. Eighth Wonder is latest work was an album. And um, now there are a couple of albums I'm not very sure that they were seen at the time because when you check around, you're like, you know, people always have something to say. Like some sort of like, there's a, there's a clash somewhere. Mm. But I don't understand exactly what it is though. So, so yeah, the album textbook uh, was a second album, 2004. Yeah. The space where Nigerian music was in, this was Two-Face, Grass to Grace, I guess, or yeah. Face to Face album. Face-to-face. No, Grass to Grace. No, Face to Face. 2004. Six was, 2006 oh, was yeah, Grass yeah, yeah, to Face. Face. Um, That's the one I had. Ghanese music, yeah, yeah. music was was at the peak right here uh, in Nigerian music. Idris must have been, you know, doing some things. Tony Tetula too. P-Square yeah. and Two-Face. They were the main guys the around. Top Phase was around then because Phase did Phase alone at the yeah, time as yeah. well. So everybody was kind of like, you know, yeah. in that jail at the time. And Alaba was in, in their bag. Yeah, yeah, Alaba was about to get open up big, yeah, big, big. Pretty, pretty much open at this time. Yeah, yeah, but like this time, that, that was like the time because they made money from Two, um, two Faces album yeah, as well yeah. as other people's album. So textbook time. album, what's the BS song? Uh, Motherland, obviously. Motherland. Um, and the story behind Motherland, I don't know whether you know it. Yeah. Well, like this, um, he said somebody went abroad, had a couple of issues, was deported, came back home and hung himself. And 
at the time he was he was like why this guy hang himself like this within the app like you're at home I can, yeah like, the message yeah like ajudabile because see lagos but okay not lagos yeah. we had a friend in Ayobo one time okay he's from Ondo state and we always sang to him Ola. <laughs> go back to Undo. Yeah, right. it's the same thing with Canada or Australia or US. Wherever it's, you are, like it's, it's so it's hard, come back home. I think what and I'm, don't be shy to. And I think yeah, I don't, be don't, shy don't be shy to because home, so, yeah. home is home. Home is home. Like do your stuff here. Nobody's gonna like mm-hmm. get on your nerves or anything. People will talk normally, but mm. you know, and that 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 song went on to do not just numbers but hit people. You know, at the time, yeah. everybody was playing it. You know, and it was on videos. The video um, platforms at the time, talking about video platforms like you know Silverbed at the time, yeah. DBNs, the OSRC, yeah, big, big time, big time. What other songs were on um, a textbook album? Textbook, we had them. Um, I think I I remember Campus Queen. Oh wow! I remember Campus Queen. Oh. I remember questions and answers. You know why I remember questions and answer? Because in the intro of that album, he talks about. No, the textbook is like is like a class thing. Yeah, yeah. At the end it's of the stuff, the compulsory textbook. Yeah, at the end of the album, there will be questions and answers. And you can say that connects to the story of mathematics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jagbajan's I know question school. and answers. You know, yeah. there are some few songs. I, I was telling you something before we went on and we started to record this. I was saying I'm very sure I know at least one song off every album. Yeah, most definitely. Like at least one song, I'm very sure. And yeah. that's that's where you know somebody did proper work because out of every album came a song that did so well. Third album, Niger 07, 2007. I'm guessing that's the album that had Bushmeat, no? Yeah, no, it wasn't the album that had Bushmeat. SS4 had Bushmeat. Oh, okay. Um, what do you know about Niger 07? Um, not so much, actually, but it was one of those albums that, you know, just came around. People didn't yeah. take it in so much. I think there was a there was a collaboration with Two Fists on that album, yeah. which I think most of his albums, he had and collaborations with. Yeah. yeah, close friends, really close friends. That's when I was talking about the friendship thing. But, you know, before we get back to the album, so that we just run through the albums, let's talk about those wonderful songs and what he did with them yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel I, I might go against you here let's recap the albums okay and then pick out the biggest songs and the biggest collaborations okay we'll all right do that along the line so uh 2000 and when did ss4 came out 2008 my biggest song from that album bushmeat was out when i saw bushmeat there was like a short documentary interview with soundsort and i was watching on osrc then this was 07 or 2008 whenever and he was talking about when you go away for so long people cancel you out of the game like like you're not, yeah. Like you were not hot at a time. That's, that, uh, yeah, that was yeah. His, his argument, and that's true. If uh, the game is like, or it's not just the music industry. If you're in any space and you don't drop content, people don't see you. You're not visible. People they just forget the things you have done. That's why some silly comparisons come up. <laughs> yeah, right? because this person is not around, and so there's a new king. Yo, you were not here in 1975 to know what was big without YouTube. So. When you are not in people's faces, it's easy to forget. And that's the uh, that's the reality of people. I mean, there are so many legends that have passed that we might not even talk about anymore. And artists like Lil Baby can do numbers in two weeks. Yeah. And but I mean, they get a new title. You know, talking about the fact that, you know, like maybe artists don't stay around for a long time. If you look at um, Sans Sultan's albums, back yeah. to back, I mean, there's really like a lot of years apart. 2001, 2004. 2007, those early years, they were like three, three years in different. Like, yeah. And those years were the 
hard album ears because yeah. you had to Drop really an work. That was and, I mean, yeah. Star Plus to Expressions album, yeah. to face, face to Face and Grass to Grace, P-Square from Last Night to Game Over, you had to do albums. Yeah, yeah, because if you don't do albums, people wouldn't rate you yeah. at the time. And now albums are back 2021. We can talk about that later. Yeah, but even but right now, you know, an album. I still think I still think we're in a singles market now, but like... But albums are... But albums back. are getting back because EP. everybody wants to do a cohesive body yeah, of work. Yeah. So that makes perfect yeah, but sense. That song, Bushmint featuring Two-Face and W4, I love that song. Why? Two-Face says... I mean, every one of them came through and the message was clear. You politicians, you bloody politicians, the Bushmits are coming for you. The people are coming for you. Uh... If you tiff it, tiff it today, tomorrow you go fit a tiff no more. And Two-Face goes, who be the tiff, who be the carter, who be the bushmate, and, and who, who be, be the hunter? hunter? Oh, if you t- W4 being part of that song was golden, I must yeah. say. You know, it was like the perfect w4, combination. Songs of Time was a big part of bringing up W4, literally. Yeah. W4 I, had great songs. Yeah. Control. No, yeah. Control is like next level. Yeah. Because Control, remember the 2012 um, subsidy Probably problem? Petrol. Yeah, well, about Petrol. <laughs> like, like, it was, was a big deal idea. at the time. So, Sounds of Time. Wow, nine years ago. Yeah, I mean, time's gone. So, time's gone, yeah. SS4, any other song apart from Bushmeets? There was one featuring Pasuma, Jobo Bali Joe. There were other songs featuring Wyclef on that SS4 album. Yeah. King, oh God. But yeah, SS4, that was that. I'm so... I'm feeling so bad that I can't remember many of the songs. Very good bad guy featuring Okay, that's with not, Banky W. Very that's good. Not, that's not SS4. Very good bad guy was I think Back to the Future, I guess. Next album. Yeah, very good, good bad guy was Back to the Future. What's the next album after SS4? The next album after SS4, Back to the Future, which is the album we're talking about oh, yeah, now. Nice. 2010. Now, Back to the Future had um a lot of songs that I'm sure this new generation they probably know. Yeah. Talking about songs like um Orobo. Orobo. Which Orobo do no, I think Orobo is like you said something about Orobo, I think you should say that I don't want to take that yeah, off. Yeah, that's you. body positivity before body positivity on IG. So Orobo was like plus size women, they can be looked at some type of way in different industries. It might be music, it might be in the modeling industry. But this song was about appreciate what you look like regardless of what it is so he was saying um the way she went away is like gorodom the way you look i appreciate that yeah. so, and then speaking of which i know i, I know of an uncle who specs i mean if he's not horrible he, he's not he's not he's not dealing with that i don't, I don't know what to say about that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh again sound sultan storytelling and song essence yeah he always has something to pass even when he was talking about natural something which we'll get to he was saying yes i like you it's like when other artists would be empty. The verses are empty. They don't know what to put in them to express this idea. But natural something is, it's natural for me to be a fool for you. Don't worry, I'll spend my money. I'll be a fool for you. And then he was able to express that in the, in a very Nigerian way. Other songs, uh, I'm already going into that bag of talking about one, some of these best songs that I like. Hello Bali is a great storytelling song. Yeah, I love that one. Uh, I love that one very, very great much. Great video. And then you can go on to uh, songs like, well, we have done Motherland. Uh, he had two whiskey collabs. Let me just put I that remember Kokose. Kokose has to be like Kokose was right? big. Kokose was big featuring um, whiskey. And there was another one, Geshomo. Whiskey was also on that album. So yeah. I don't even know Geshomo. 
uh i can't re- i can't sing it right now but yeah it's on the one of the most recent albums uh yeah the back to the future album any other features 2010 featuring mi uh because 2010 don't show that one was was, very that song was song. a very powerful song everybody talked about that song for a very long time it was actually really cool and the year for that album was 2010 yeah yeah it made sense 2010 as well amazing uh the next one me my mouth and i which was 2012 i can remember still arise from that album i remember the song about uh i think this this album had coco say yes had coco say so so the opening song on uh, i think one of the biggest songs on uh me my mouth and i the i is eye by the way me my mouth and i album E-Y-E. from 2012 right 2012 yeah had all way now way coco say natural something or a remix i still arise people bad uh temporary tone permanent this was a very embedded album long album like 16 to 17 tracks yeah i thought it was one album he did i had 20 songs wow yeah i think it's one of his albums i can't remember which exactly but maybe it's out of out of the box so yeah out of the box had 20 songs wow 20 songs yeah mad so he has been doing like the whole song compilation thing for a while the whole bodies of work yeah type of career not just singles here even with if he goes on a hiatus, he's coming back in two years with another body of work. And that's good enough because I mean, when you think about it, you want a catalog that is huge. Yeah. You want music that is this, a lot. This is impressive work. Yeah, impressive, impressive yeah. work because I mean, not many people are here on, on this level. And yes, of course, we can talk about videos. Uh, some of his best videos, you look at Jagbajanti's, very iconic. Yeah. You look at 2010. You look look at Bushmeet. Uh, yeah, and the White Cliff. Natural feature. something. Natural something is also a song we should talk about. Yeah. Okonwolo Day. I don't know why people don't talk about that song there is one but i really like the song and i said i was going to say a story about it i was in one i think one of the very first parties i went to <laughs> as a teenager or they played a quality and it was wild because and i remember how people went crazy when they played the song so every single time i hear okonwolody i remember that song because there was this girl that time i was trying to check mm-hmm. she was way older than i was but i was trying to check and that was the song to that song came to rescue no no i didn't go to rescue because <laughs> i saw her boyfriend dancing her when she was oh, when that wow, song was being so played sorry, and i'm like yo this is this life is unfair but it's okay man's <laughs> alright right. man's cool man's chilling man, man teenage, is okay teenage love was so weird yeah it was so weird I mean till today now I'm not even trying to say she's actually still very beautiful but I don't know why I liked that at the time I mean teenage it was just the feeling at the time back to tribute to Sound Sultan next album after me my mouth and I uh, the next one was in 2012 I guess yeah 2012 had um me, uh, no, twenty twelve was me, my mother and I. Twenty fourteen now or sixteen. Twenty sixteen out of the box. Out of the box. Yeah. Uh that's the seventh album. Yeah, seventh album. That one had um them go laugh when you laugh. Um Talika Monsura. Monsura was do you know Monsura? Featuring Alamidi. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was 8090, everything is everything. Finally, maybe this song didn't have like a lot of songs that people would like. I remember Ishe. Featuring Sakodia, yeah. that was a big one at the time. Um, feel good, too. feel good too was actually very nice because in feel good, it was talking about friends that love you, mm. that you know, you later on discover that they don't love you and all that. Yeah. Actually, really cool. And um, my business, which is actually a very like a coded song that a lot of people that are big sounds Sultan fans will like. I know one of my um, Egbons at the time, eh. That Egbon really liked Sounds Sultan. Like mm. anything Sounds Sultan was doing at the time was go to him. He didn't care whether it was big or not. Mm. My would listen to Sounds Sultan yeah. from beginning to end. And you know those kind of yeah, all those 
he wouldn't even skip. Yeah. And he knows all the words. Yeah. It's quite like as a young in that time. I'm talking about like maybe SS4 album now. 08. Mm. When everybody's playing, because then I know Two-Face album was still playing at the time. Yeah. I think Grassy Grace was still out there. And 2008, people were playing safe and playing MI, MI2. So everybody was kind of like vibing on that level. But this album we play sounds of time from beginning to the end. One and he doesn't about, stop. One thing about him, the late sound Sultan that everybody agrees is is a hard worker, very talented and very kind person. Nobody had, and this wasn't even about capping, nobody had one bad story. Of course, people don't come out to tell sad stories, but even even while he was alive, yeah, people respected I him. I mean, I saw, I saw, I saw, I saw one tweet from somebody that was actually, that is actually big. I wouldn't be able to say the person's name because, you know, I've not asked for permission, but I'll tell the story. He said, uh, there was one time, he knows Samsung does not drink. Hmm. So there was one time he decided to just, you know, get himself together. Okay, like this boy is coming to my, coming to my zone. Let me get him powerhouse and likes. Now, explain why this story is relevant. And so, so I was like, ah, no, bro, thank you so much. I know you actually tried your best to try. And he said he just wanted water. Mm-hmm. And he used that opportunity to explain that this was not somebody that was hypocritical. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? This was not a hypocritical person. This was somebody that was genuinely yeah. pure. Yeah. And I could tell from the text, from that story that he must, he said that was just one of the things. This man was genuinely pu- like pure. Mm-hmm. This guy had a good heart. He would never like, mm-hmm. he's never angry. Yeah, Even yeah. if you do something that is you stupid. You see him. Yeah, like he's always, he was, he's always happy, ready to like, you know, yeah. alpha, waiting the apple, waiting the soap, that kind of guy. Yeah, the the last album, uh, let's just quickly talk on that and then I talk about some of the biggest, some of the most impactful songs and that's Eighth Wonder. We don't know so much about it because it came out, I think in 2019. Uh, some of the songs on there, yeah, I can't recall anyone per se, but that was a 2019 album, and there was recently uh, some kind of a, a a tribute night was held for in his honor, titled Eighth Wonder, because that's that's who he was. He was a wonder to the industry. He yeah. was a great friend to his colleagues. He was a great collaborator. He made impacts. Not many artists can boast of impactful songs. Yo. The, the very earliest times that I heard Aria as a young man, I shed tears because that's a very touching song. Mm. And then the way he delivered it, apparently there was the version of the song that was, you know, hyped beats and then there was the acu- acoustic version. Oh, wow. The acoustic version is the way more, you know, emotional and, you know, touches you to, in, a, in a different way. So, yeah. Sounds and what can we say about the tributes that people people gave? Well, we him? saw and we saw what people said, and we agree one hundred with them. Everybody that talked about him basket talked about mouse, him. Um, Everybody that talked about yeah, Bovey. they because all talked he, about he him. Worked as, with basket mouth a lot. Yeah, worked with Bovi as well, like you know, once or twice. And, and he, he did stand up comedy. Yeah, that's is that thing. I remember the intro to the one that had Kofi in it. What album was that? Um, the one I was taking was the presence, uh, I guess it was like that. He was no, shouting out for Sassy. Yeah, yeah. I can, oh, okay, yeah. It was Bushman. The one I had the, the song. Yeah. The one I had Bushman. So I guess it was SS4. That's SS4. Had I Masiko. Had King of My Country. Okonwolo Day, which was was quite cool at the time. Song we are missing. I don't know if he was in which album it was. On for me, Baba Peacemaker or Balola. Or Balola. Or Balola. Follow me go or Eighth Wonder. Yeah. Or Balola was out of the box. Out of the box. Yeah, I love that song. And Hello Bali is, is the song for me. If you're talking about songs, proper storytelling. I love the Hello Bali. Mm. Motherland, beautiful song. Natural something. 
that was the best song to come back to. It sounds like, you know, one of those iconic comebacks, like the Silvers in 1981. This was the comeback for so him. So speaking of collaborations, some of the biggest, Wyclef Jean, Banky W, Pasuma Wonder, LD, The Dawn to Face, Fino and Flavor, Tenny, Mr. Real, Whiskey Twice, Sakodi, M.I., Idris Abdul, Karim, We Can Go On and On. And then, of course, uh, in the comedy industry, he was a great collaborator uh, with producers, with the colleagues, the people he brought up, W4 and others. Uh, at, at some point, he started with, I think, Kenny's Music and then founded Ninja Ninja and then consecutively dropped albums on that imprint, Ninja Ninja, on that label. So that's, I think he came and he really made impact in the industry. Yeah, he did. You cannot talk about the 2010s from 2000 to the year 2010 and beyond and not respect the bodies of work that Sound Sultan put out. Uh, God rest God rest his soul. Uh, God be with his family and his friends. I mean, you were talking about the sadness of the finality of death. Yeah. You can't help it. This is one of many people who have gone, OJB is real, God rest his soul. You don't know who is next and you just wonder why is life like that? I mean, I think we'll never get answers to that question. Yeah, it's quite sad really because sometimes you just think about it and like, why this person? And you know, we have always had that question. But you know, sometimes I, I, one of these days I was thinking about it and I'm like, life itself is funny Mm -hmm. and it comes at you really fast. So if there's anything you can take out from any of these guys or all these people's life is that be good do something great mm. be impactful mm. because we're never going to ever forget these guys yeah. it's not possible we can never forget them because they have done so well yeah. done so great and I'm talking about this in every sphere of life like in in 30 years 40 years we this new generation might have forgotten about him but his family will never forget about yeah, him yeah most definitely they will always remember him and there was one guy 8th Wonder 8th Wonder that came around Olan Ribaju Fasasi aka Sound Sultan God bless his soul uh, 44 years old Yes, 44 years old. Died July 11th, 2021. He was born November 27th. Survived by three kids, a wife, and, uh, you know, friends and family. One more time, God rest his soul. God bless his soul. That's the package on Sample Access, episode 36, a tribute to Sound Sultan. Shout out once again to our friend who requested. And we hope... You follow Let's us. call his name. I don't know how to call his name well. Are you Amoloja? Are you Amoloja? Yes. Are you Amoloja? So, yeah, follow us on Facebook, on IG and Twitter. <laughs> Did you just say follow us on IG and Twitter? <laughs> on on Facebook. Connect with us, Sample Access Podcast. Uh, yeah, listen everywhere. Uh, we appreciate your time and please share with your friends. Yeah, share with your friends. My name is Nelson. Uh, follow me on Instagram, N W A E N I E dot Nelson. And follow me on um, Facebook, N-W-N-I-E-N-E-L-S-O-N, whatever you do on Facebook. Love, share to your friends, uh, comment, and we'll see you on the other side. We got here. Still for face me, I face you. Promise, you know, go fashion. Say every other one to go to touch you. that way you've been promised to marry. They wait, oh boy, she don't die. When she see you now, inside ovation, you marry your evil. From another and you the villain. No matter where you go, make you not forget area. Oh. Area. The sample axis administered by Boyega and Nelson. Yeah, let me try that.